Show yourself, Mr. Jasmine. Welcome to episode 52 of Show Yourself, Mr. Jasmine. Today we have letters to my brother, or Chris's brother, to be uh, more exact. He'll be, oh yes. Oh yeah. We have Tom's audience intercommunication. Oh, we, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We have far off foreign affairs from Chris, which may or may not be in Nebraska. I think it might be. It is. Yeah, it Oi. is, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Tom's going to be checking out Continental Shift. Nice to check it out. Uh, we're going to have planet news from Chris. And then I'm going to round us off with some talk about fairy tales. <laughs> Boring. Boring. Yeah, you were a bit passive aggressive on the last episode. I thought, Chris, about the uh, you know rundown of what we're going to do. How about this lot? Are you okay with it? Sounds reasonable. Does it? I think that's what I said last time. Did you say fairy tales? Fairy tales, Tom. Yeah. You okay with that? I don't know yet. Yeah, well, that's proof will be in the pudding, won't it? Um, bit of sad news in Japan, lads. Antonio okay. Inoki. Do you know him? Yes. Yeah, he oh yeah, he's died at 79. He's somewhere between um, shall we say Hulk Hogan and uh I don't know, Bill Clinton. So he's uh, Oh Michigan. Professional wrestler turned politician. But like, I don't know, your Japanese Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, similar to Arnie, um, he has a catchphrase motto. What is it then? Genki ga Ariba, Nandemo Dikiru. What do you think of that? Catchy. It's good. It's good. You agree with that? There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of heart behind it. Yeah. I wouldn't say I agree with it, but yeah, I see where he's coming from. You'd never agree with something like that, Chris. Not like that, no. No. Um, for anybody who doesn't understand what it means, um, idiots. I guess it translates to uh, if you're in good health, you can do anything. You can do anything, can't you? Do anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how's that working out for him? Well, yeah, you've seen better days. Than I thought. Um, so I was wondering about how about you boys? Do you have a, a catchphrase or, or a motto? I've got one. I've got a couple actually. Do you want to hear him? Just give you a bit of thinking time. Yeah, yeah, go on then. Yeah. So, like, instead of saying thank you um, when I go in a shop or something, I just say, "You're simply the best." It's like that. Uh, to the shopkeeper yeah they go do you want a bag with that I say no you're right you're simply the best yeah I've got a clue where you've derived that from yeah it doesn't really make sense it's like I don't know don't like that it's not good Pete no or or like when somebody says something inappropriate I'll just say what's that got to do with it got to do with it like that yeah Okay, this is your fascination with Tina Turner, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. Well, obsession. Yeah. It's spilling over into your yeah everyday interactions. It's pathetic. Mm, everything you just said has made me quite sad. How about you, lads? You got any uh, catchphrases or, or mottos? Tom, how about you? Uh, no, I just think like uh, catchphrases and mottos, things like that, are stupid and for the feeble of mind. Tom always says that. Yeah, it's basically my motto. Chris, 
two or three, I guess. Three, I suppose. Uh, first one I've got is, you can do it. You can do it. You and you usually it? do. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And what I mean, that. what what I mean by that is, no, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. to, yeah. Unload right, the washing yeah. machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, unload the di- dishwasher. No, you can do it. You can do it. It's, it's 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 very direct, but it's also encouraging. That's what I like about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And not a bit confrontational. Not at all. That's no. another one of my mottos. Um, I got another one. It's uh, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, oh, use that yeah. one a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, usually, and... usually preceded, but uh, preceding the, the the worst thing that could happen. Right. Usually Happening. preceding fire, injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crying. Good lots of crying. Not usually me. Yeah. And the last one is just quite a simple one. It's don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. You say that after a few drinks, do you? You say that one, do you? No. Yeah, well, yes, but also no. Okay. Just all, all the time, really. Right. I thought you I, I thought I thought I thought you were gonna say don't tell the police. <laughs> yeah. What? Because that what was easy to do. Okay. Yeah, maybe. New mates, yeah? Don't don't tell the police. Just say that Bring again. I'm going to write that down. Don't <laughs> tell the police what you saw. Yeah. <laughs> Letters to my brother. Letters to my brother. We've got the same mother. Letters to my brother. From many years ago. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen. In the second and final part of what I think you'll agree has been a fascinating series so far, um, we're transported back to the heady days of September 1998. Just to jog your memory, uh, Bill Clinton at this time was having extra marital affairs with Monica Lewinsky. Jerry Halliwell's Union Jack dress just sold for £41,300 at auction. Some, some firm I've never heard of called Google. Was set up. Never heard of him. No, no one has. Uh, flash in the pan. Uh, and I was writing a letter to my brother. Would you yes. like to hear it? Let's have it then. Dear Anthony, how are you? I'm at work, but I'm so bored as there is absolutely nothing to do. Why can't I get a job tasting beer or editing porno films? My girlfriend has left her job at Bay Trading. It might work out for the best because she's got a job interview at the student union, which would give me an excuse to spend even more time in there drinking. All my mates have come back after the summer and haven't changed at all. We spend most of our time boozing, but remember, drinking too much is not big or clever. I hope you're still doing well at school, because if you try hard and pass your exams, you can be just like me. Also, tell dad to go to work before he gets sacked. Anyway, got to go. Your big brother, Chris. Hang on, Chris. At work, I don't remember you doing any work at any point during your university times. Well, I did. Because when... So, 
<clears throat> this was September 1998, and I, in a part of that letter there, I don't know if you were actually listening, Pete, when I was talking, uh, my mates have come back. So you had gone home for summer, and oh. I had stayed. And during that summer, that glorious summer of 98, I got a job in a shop called Benetton. Oh, yeah, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. How'd you get on there? Uh, all right. While it lasted. Yeah. yeah. Shoplifting, was it? Not much. <laughs> Not much. No. Uh, and now, uh, I, I used to, basically, I used to fold jumpers a lot. Yeah. And um, keep, keep my eye on the curtains of the dressing rooms. You're notoriously bad at folding. Ah, just forgotten, really. Forgot a lot of what I learned and what I did learn. I learned badly. Yeah. Sound words of advice on the old booze in there, I thought. Yes, the caveat to your brother about drinking sensibly. Yeah, yeah it was just lip service, though, to a 13 year old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't, mean, don't mean a word of it. No, he, and he, he probably knew it as well. Yeah, I d- yeah. didn't mean it then, and I don't mean it now. Yeah, your dad went through a period that he needed reminding to go to to, to work. Yeah, that seemed that was a that was a was an unusual thing to pop into a letter. Yeah, was he an alcoholic? I don't <laughs> recall that, but he could. I mean, people are good at hiding things like that. It's funny though how the apple don't fall far from the tree, because sometimes yeah. I have to be reminded to go to work. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, there must be must be something in our genes. You yeah, you need to be reminded of your responsibilities on a regular basis, don't you, Chris? Mm. Yeah. So that that that's that's the end of that series. Now I can't go on to a third third part of this because I didn't write three letters. Right. Who has? It's quite a bit of space between the two letters, wasn't it, Chris? Like a year or mm. something. Nothing in between. Mm. No correspondence. No. 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 No, no emails. No. Uh, emails was barely a thing back then it was all sort of chat rooms oh wow. uh, it's been, actually it's been 24 years now since that last letter maybe I should write him another one <laughs> get back in touch <laughs> yeah hiya hiya Anthony uh, sorry I've been in contact for 24 years <laughs> anyway gotta go what's your favourite beer why do we cry Oh, uh, yes, the people have been screaming out for another hearty slab of audience intercommunication. Oh, haven't yeah. they? Haven't they? I've been screaming. Yeah, I've heard you. Uh, and by crikey, they'll get it. And they'll get it now uh, via me. Good. So we've got two, um, yeah, little chunks of audience intercommunication here. Like we'll just chunks. start with. Sorry, Pete. Said I like chunks. You like chunks. It's all right. I was just talking then. I was heard you say something. Uh, the first one. Hi, lads. Uh, I enjoyed Pete's time zone-based quiz in your most recent episode. 
Remember that? Yeah, it's wow. good, isn't it? It's did good. He? He's, yeah, yeah. Well, he said in here, in brackets, in spite of Pete. Uh, mm. Am I right, guys? Um, talking of time, I always think we need an extra hour in the day. My suggestion would be to uh, to put it between ten and eleven o'clock at night, because on a weeknight, uh, and I'm watching a film or the telly or something, ten o'clock feels too early to go to bed, but eleven o'clock feels really late. Uh, it could do with another hour in between as a kind of transition between these extremes. Uh, in brackets, too early slash too late. Um, I don't know. I suggest calling this number Tevin. Uh, I'd be interested in uh, to hear what you lads would call this new number. Even Pete. Regards, Selma Fudd. Uh, I fully agree, Selma. I have the exact same thought that, yeah, 10 o'clock feels a little too early. I've, got, I've still got some, something left in there. I can listen to a few more songs. I can watch another episode of a programme. On the on the Netflix, and but then eleven o'clock. You think, oh my god, it's it's not gonna. It's gonna be midnight soon. I'm gonna be really tired in the morning. Uh, so yes, an extra hour in between those two hours would be a perfect. In regards of names for this uh, number, this hour, um, pleft pleft o'clock, quinge. Quinge o'clock, smelch, smelch o'clock, applem, applen o'clock, quirm, quirm o'clock, teppen, teppen o'clock. Any of these numbers jump out to you guys? Smelch. Smelch is good, isn't smelch it? Smelch o'clock, yeah. Smelch o'clock, t- uh, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, smelch o'clock, eleven o'clock, midnight. It fits good. Have you two got any suggestions for a number, Pete? Squelch, squelch o'clock. That's very close to what I said. It is just it? weird that I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to. I'm going to go to Chris, and then I'm going to come back to you. Well, I've got to think right? something else. Okay. Got to think of another one, Chris. You got a nice little uh, uh, new, brand new hour for me, so yeah, I can for- fit in fit in an op- another episode of. Uh, um, what's that thing on Channel Five? Uh, um, uh, make, it, toes, make it attraction. When, toe, when toes go wrong, stuff oh, like Christ, that. Yeah, yeah. My hairy such and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'd like to say it's a fabulous idea. This to a problem, isn't it? I, isn't it though? But, but to a problem that I didn't really know existed, but it does. Sel- Selma's onto something here. Oh, one hundred percent. And it's another hour before. Close, uh, closing time another hour of at the pub boozing yeah another hour of boozing I'd like to call this hour uh Romselqui oh I just I just uh, uh, yeah there was something happened then a physical reaction that was that was beautiful Romselqui Romselqui oh. what time CV? is it mad full isn't it yeah 10 o'clock Romselqui o'clock Eleven o'clock. Eleven's nice, a mouthful. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. A well, what you got? What you got, Pete? I want to come back to you now. Funf o'clock. What German for five? 
That's not German for five. Fünf. What is it? That's my little. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is it? What are the chances yeah. of that, eh? She didn't make it up, did so you? So you just want another five. The German five. Well, well done, Pete. You've argued, you've angered the Germans. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're proud of yourself. Uh, second piece of audience intercommunication uh, goes as such. Another little email. Uh, hello. Uh, for children in need this year, I'm going to listen to Show yourself, Mr. Jasmine's entire output. Uh, that's Christ. approximately, I know, right? That's approximately 48 hours slash two whole days on wireless headphones while sat in a bath of baked beans. Crazy. I know, right? Would you three like to sponsor me and um. or turn up as moral support? It'll be at my nan's house. And that's from Wesley Smunk in age 38 from Girfton. Wesley Smunk. Actually, yeah, I would actually. No, I don't want to sponsor him, but I'll, uh, I don't mind going. Yeah. Girfton, that's about four, 40 minutes from yours, I'd say, isn't it? Quite possibly. Yeah. Take your word Pete, for that. Pete, yeah. you. you um, what? You send him some cash, yeah? Yeah, okay. Chris is going to pop by, yeah. sit, 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 sit and have a can while he does it for, for, for 20 minutes. I'm going to send some, uh, I'm just going to send some good vibes okay. to Wesley. Can, can I sprinkle some curry powder in his beans? Why? I, well, I think that tastes a bit better for him. Uh, well, I do, and I've been, so I sprinkle a little bit of curry powder in them. He's going to eat them, right? For, 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 for children in need, you'd do that, would you? The woods, yeah. That says That's, a lot. That says a yeah, lot it does. you. That's how Pudsy Bear lost his eye. Yes, turmeric burns. Turmeric doesn't burn, let me daft. Far off all an affairs from afar, far off all an affairs from afar, far off all an affairs from afar, far off all an affairs from afar. <laughs> Chris, are you going to take us all the way to Nebraska? Everyone? Oh, yeah. Yes, I thought you'd be pleased with that. Uh, shout out, first of all, to all our friends at Dinty Moors in Nebraska City. What up? Yeah, get yourself down there, drink some beer if you can. Please. Near to there, near to there, to Nebraska City, it's big news. Uh, and this big news has made it into the Omaha World Herald this week. Where mm. Betsy Freeman? Do you know Betsy Freeman? Oh, Betsy, yeah, Freezo, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she reports uh, that an Omaha family or some Omahans uh, will be on Family Feud this coming Monday night. Oh, 
tune in. Yeah, Shirley Goley is going on with her two sons and two grandchildren. They already know how they've done on it because it's pre-recorded, but they're not letting on. So fair play to them for that. Do you know Family Feud? We oh, call it, is it Family Fortune. Family Fortune yes. over here. In the UK, uh, we call it Family Fortune. We asked a hundred people to name a sport that you can play with a ball. That you have seen it, Tom. That's exactly yeah. what they do. Should we have a quick game? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So you know yeah. the rules, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Pete first on uh, the first question. I've only got a couple. It's not what this section's about, but it could be fun for someone. Um, so uh we asked a hundred people, Pete. Tell me yeah. a word. Uh, this is actually our family feud questions. Tell me a word that rhymes with election. Um erection. Oh, oh, Jesus, how predictable. Well, it's not the top answer. Only, 20, section. only 23 people said that. Uh, so the, the, it was the second most popular answer, though, Pete. Uh, Tom, you, you, could, you could steal this. Tell me a word that rhymes with election. Vivi section. That's not a word. <laughs> Oh, so close. Yeah, sorry about that. The top answer was selection with 32. What does rhyme? Selection. Selection and election rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Just. Uh, You also could have had perfection, detection, protection, rejection, collection and section. Yeah. Now you say it's obvious. It's obvious now, isn't it? Here's one for you to go first on then, Tom. If there was a store that only sold husbands, most people would try to buy one with what? Oh, uh, buying husbands with a quarter. Okay, let's rephrase the question. Not how do you buy, as in cash, Jewelry, yeah. that type of thing. What would the attributes of that husband be? What would they be looking for in the husband store? They're picking a husband. What type of thing would they want of the husband? Oh, uh, okay. Just like tallness. Tallness. It should be there, but uh, uh. Oh, so close with it as well. I mean, you've already won, Pete. In a first for the show yourself, Mr. Jasmine, you've won something. I feel like I've turned the corner here, Chris. You really have. Let's see if you can really seal the deal now. Oh, I don't know about that. What would people be looking for in a husband? Um, good looks, handsomeness. I'm doing this properly. <laughs> Not on money, there. money. It's money in it. Uh, bank account. Yeah. Ten yeah. people went for that. The top answer was a job. Uh, then you could have had personality, stroke humour, a big heart. Chiseled then it was, jaw. Then it Chiseled was bank jaw, account. Chris. Well, body was next. And yeah. nice nice butt. Buttocks, Ooh. yeah. Buttocks, yes. nice. Yeah. Clean as uh, well, clean buttocks. Three people um, said, oh, you've got to have clean buttocks. I've got clean buttocks. I know. Uh, three people said a good head of hair. 
I've got that as well. Two people said brains. Yeah. Yeah. Are they zombies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, stop, stop, stop that now. Come on, that's, a, that's enough of that. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Moving on. Here's some things you need to know. Uh, the little blue stem eatery in Grant, Nebraska has listened to the people, folks. It's listened. Some of you people out there have asked for a combo of a cup of soup with half a sandwich or salad. The good news is they're going to give it a try with all sandwiches, barring the Philly. Okay, you've got to give it them. You've got to give it them. Yes, little blue stem. Well done to them. They've listened. Uh, some great news next. Uh, Green Hill Pastures in Madrid, Nebraska, have farm fresh eggs and plenty of chicken left. That's good oh, news. God. And do you know what? What else as well? They can deliver to Ogallala. Ogolala or North right, Platte, Ogolala. It's not the grand. You're angering people, Chris, again with your mispronunciations. Only the, only the people in Ogolala uh, or North Platte, if needed, they can deliver. You like eggs, don't you, Pete? I love eggs, mate. Yeah. Well, maybe they, they can't deliver to you. It's too far, though. Okay. Sorry. And lastly, the Mid Plains Community College at Ogolala. Um, are offering wood carving lessons with Archie Silverance. Do you know Archie Silverance? Oh, yeah, Archie, yes. yeah. Yeah, wood carving lessons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Archie, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're offering uh, the wood carving lessons this autumn. Four nights, no experience needed. 39 books, which includes all the materials. Sign up for the series. You'll be glad you did. Tom, I'm looking at you here. What? Yeah. What are they carving? Uh, Any, like, uh, anything. Can I do a squirrel? Yeah. I and do you know a what? Squirrel. And if you go wrong, Tom, because you might, Archie's there. And he's an expert. Yeah. yeah. He'll see you, He'll right? He'll save the day. He'll go, that's not a mistake. That's just an opportunity to find a new uh, path uh, creative, cre- uh, creatively. That's go, what he's like. I'll never, never thought of it like that, Archie. Thank you. That's the type of work he is. Yeah. I'll go, this is the best 38 bucks I've ever spent. Uh, and he'll say, Tom, uh, you owe me another book. It's 39. 39. This is the best 39. Do you want to go for a drink after this? Yeah. You need a friend, don't you? So, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that sounds absolutely fantastic. There's a lot of good things going on. Right now in Nebraska, I'm. It's hard to keep up with the amount of good good things. <laughs> it's unbelievably heartwarming, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's it from Nebraska this week. Goodbye. Bye now. Buy, Buy me, me a coffee. If you enjoy what we do here on Show Yourself, Mister Jasmine, you might like to contribute towards the running of the show. Your contributions will help with the podcast hosting fees, marketing, and Chris's next set of legal fees. Well, if that's something you're interested in, please go to buymeacoffee.com, search for Show Yourself Mr. Jasmine, and for the price of a hot drink, you'll be rewarded with a shout-out, our eternal gratitude, and maybe a free gift. If you're too tight or poor or simply don't want to, that's fine. Show Yourself Mr. Jasmine will always be free for everyone to listen to.
So, Tom, what have you got for us today? Uh, well, Peter, we're deep into the autumn now, aren't we? We are indeed. October's got to be one of my favourite months. It's got all the good stuff, hasn't it? Uh, fashion, like we talked about last episode. The leaves, those lovely bright mornings that have a little bit of a chill to them, a little bit of a frost sometimes. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Hey, Halloween. I love it. And it'll be, that'll be the next episode. All Halloween. I can't wait. And of course, October is uh, when there is a, a lovely array of mushrooms popping up everywhere. I love mushrooms. Love mushrooms. You like mushrooms, guys? Love mushrooms. Yeah, big fan of mushrooms. You can't not really, can you? And what's better than than mushrooms, guys? Um, Free mushrooms, that's right. Oh, yeah. Because if you know what you're doing, and I do, you can forage for these bad boys for your plate and the plates of your family as well. Can either of you two pee or you pay Chris Forage? Do you I know what you're doing? Not well, no, not really. Because a mooch about, right? Oh, because they, they can be poisonous. It's a very, very dangerous game if you don't know what you're doing, guys. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what? death. Oh, it don't get much worse than that. Well, to find out how good you are, I developed a game. You want to play? Do I, Tom? Yeah, you do. Pete, you want to play? Oh, I love a game, mate. Good. I've randomly... This is the game. I've randomly (laughs) numbered a list of October's most common fungi. Is it fungi or fungi? Fungi. Fungi. And I want you to take in turns to pick a number to see if that corresponding fungi is edible. Or not so much. You get it? Yeah, you know. I could learn. I could learn something from this. Yeah, well, we're all gonna learn something. I'm not, because I already know. Because I'm the king forager. You are, Pete. For this game, you might want to um, put a music bed under it. Um, Tell something me what like to do now, are you? Yeah, something tense with a bit of jeopardy and a bit, a little bit mushroomy as well. Yeah, it's got to be a bit mushroomy, Pete. Mushroomy, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Yep, nailed it. So I'm going to get you to pick uh, um, a number each, take it in turns, and I'll... But literally get... any number? Any, any number between 1 and 20, sorry. Okay, 1 and 20. Okay. Because, um, yes... It'll be 20 um, common uh, fungi that grow in this country, to be fair, Pete, okay. in October. All right. Yeah, so you might not know them, Pete. You right? I think it's fungi now, by the way. I've changed my mind. Okay. Well, well it's, it's fungi. It's a, it's a movable feast. And they literally are a feast, if you look at it. They are. Um, could we, could tell... we agree on fungu? Yeah, just cover that. Chris, I like it, but uh, I'm, I'm afraid we'll get so much audience intercommunication with neg- negative audience intercommunication on that front that I'm not willing to go there. Okay. Yes. Um, so I'll 
when you when you pick your number, I'll give you the corresponding fungi, fungi, and I'll tell you where they grow, what they taste like, the colour, the size, and whether they're edible or not so much. Who wants to go first? How is this in any way a game? So I'm struggling with. Because you've got to guess if it's edible or... Oh, right, right, okay. No, you don't have to do anything. It's like oh. battleships with mushrooms. Right, okay. So you just got to pick numbers, Pete. Okay, so just pick random numbers between 1 and 20. Who wants okay. to go first? Me, um, Chris does. Chris. Yeah, mate. Pick a number between 1 and 20, please. Uh, I'll go uh, top of the tree. Number 20. Number 20. Ping! You've picked the Deceiver. Quite uh, apt for you, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Quite deceitful in committing some of your crimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So these bad boys, they grow amongst leaf litter in woodland and heath, particularly where the soil uh, is, uh, quality is poor. Uh, they've got a brownie pink gill. The cap colour is brown, orangey, pink. Uh, relatively small. They're edible. Uh, the taste isn't really distinctive, but they're edible. Enjoy. Go ahead. I will do. Pete, pick me a number between 1 and 20. Okay. Unlucky for some, number 17. 17. Ping, you've got Okra Brittle Gill. My name's Okra Brittle, Brittle Gill. Let me tell you a little bit. Like, Okra Brittle Gill. They grow in uh, deciduous uh, and coniferous coniferous forests. Uh, the gill colour is white. The cap colour is yellowy-brown. The taste is not distinctive. But, Pete, they're edible. I get a point then, do I? You get to live. Chris. Get them down, you, Pete. Get them down, you, man. Give me a number between 1 and 20. Uh, number 9. Number 9. You've hit ping... Clouded funnel. Oh, I like the sound of that. You do like the sound of it. Grows in conifer-dominated forests and broadleafed woodlands. Uh, white and cream gill colour, white, grey, brownish cap colour. Um, unpleasant and fruity smell. Ugh. They recommend caution. So, uh, by my books, that's edible, but mm, just be careful. Half a point. What do they mean by that? There's no points, Pete. They're edible, but I think you could go a bit wrong with them. Diarrhea. Yeah, a bit of a dicky tummy, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, You don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Pete, give me another number. Number two. Number two. Ping! You've hit candles... You've hit candle snuff fungus. Let me tell you about these bad boys. Uh, they grow in clusters on decaying hardwood. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. They're white to white, white to grey. Their colour is. The taste is not distinctive. They're inedible, Pete. Don't eat them. Oh, you've eaten oh. them. What will happen to him? Yeah. Uh, they're just inedible. They'll just 
be very, very poorly. Potential bad bomb territory. Nice one, Pete. Well I've had the runs recently. Chris, pick me a number between one and twenty. Pete's favourite number, the German Funf. Funf. Oh, ping! You've picked the shaggy ink cap. Yes. Already sounds promising this one, doesn't it? Yeah, I love it. Uh, it grows in grasslands and meadows, particularly in verges or beside footpaths. Also found in open woodland. Uh, cap colour is white and grey. Uh, yeah, you've got this faint and quite pleasant taste. It's yes. edible. It's edible, Chris, but it's also good. Oh, this is the best this, one I could have this picked. This is the best. This is very favourable. I love it. Nice guys. one. I win. Uh, you're winning. You're winning. Pete. Chris is looking at something, Tom. What's he looking at? Is that the answers? He's got the football scores on. Oh, is he? Okay. I haven't got... I wouldn't do that. It's a blue film. How long do we have to do this for? Um... Uh, uh, all 20. Number 11. Legs 11. 11. Legs 11. Ping! You've picked Sulphur Turf. Oh, sul- sorry. Sulphur Tuft. Oh, oh. Nope. <laughs> right. This bad boy grows on the dead wood of both deciduous and coniferous trees. <sighs> Cat colours yellow to brown. Only little tiny little things. Taste isn't distinctive. But Pete, they're poisonous. Get them out of your mouth. Pete. Oh, I've just messed my pants. This is getting dangerous. But let's go on. These are the last one each now. Chris. Uh, I'll go for number 16. 16. Oh, I like this one. The uh, ping stomp puffball. You've picked a beauty. I know here. about this one. I know about this one. Yeah, stump puffball. Common and abundant on decaying logs of both deciduous and coniferous trees. Uh, the smell and the smell and taste is unpleasant and gas-like, like pumps, I suppose, like bomb pumps. Bomb pump. But they're edible. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Knock yourself out. I'll have a puffball. A stump puffball. Yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. Pete, I can see you flagging from all the poisonous mushrooms you've been munching on. Uh, a bit like, let's, yeah. Let's have a, let's have a final one. Just all to right. see if you can just hit a gun. Uh, uh, number three. Number three. Ping! Brown roll rim. Brown roll Brown rim. Brown roll rim. I've got one of them. <laughs> you certainly have. Is it poisonous? Well, if you get close enough. Well, let's have a look at this one. This one's found in both deciduous and coniferous woodland. Commonly under birch, prefers wet or boggy ground. Can be found on heathland and grassland, including lawns. These things are brown, like their name. Uh, they're quite, they're big boys. And the odour isn't, uh, the, the taste isn't uh, distinctive. Pete? Yeah? These are deadly. Well, that's the end of me then, isn't it? You're finished. <laughs> it's game over. Game over. It turns out, Pete, 
you're not as good as uh, mushroom foraging um, as you thought you were, and it maybe it's not for you. Right, mm. great. So I've had yeah. diarrhea, and now I'm dead. Uh, yeah, you've had hallucinations, pretty terrifying ones from the psychoact- psychoactive mushrooms, to be fair. Uh, and Chris, uh, for you, you're like me, the same, just a natural forager of mushrooms. That's fair then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so it's fair for us. And I I think you've just had a, during this, you've just had a big plate of lovely mushrooms, and then you're going to wash them down with a nice six pints of Guinness. Oh, what a, what a, that sounds like heaven to me. Yeah. Well, Pete, Pete's literally, literally yeah. Well, purgatory at the best. At best. Planet News. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining me this week on Planet News. And here is your roundup for the seven days ahead for all of your planets. Earth. Mostly water, some landmass, but quite hairy this month. Jupiter. Hosting bingo on Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout October, but locations to be confirmed. Mercury, completely full. No vacancies until December. Best to avoid. Saturn. Lots of dirt around its ring. Again, best to avoid. Mars. Hot, hot, hot. Queen Tribute playing there on Saturday, though, followed by the annual egg-eating contest. Uh, Uranus, similar problems to Saturn's ring, lots of dirt around that one, stay stay clear. Venus, wet, too wet, and on fire. Uh, Should have calmed down by lunchtime Wednesday, though. And finally, Neptune. And that's the planet news. In the field of sociology, the term Disneyfication describes the transformation of things such as entertainment into something simplified, controlled, and safe, Safe, reminiscent of Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Um, Examples are abundant in the realm of fairy tales. Fairy Uh, tales. Yeah, so often these begin as uh, fables or folk stories. Uh, that were often documented by the likes of Brothers so, Grimm. Brothers you know Grimm. them, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, uh, Grimm Tales. Grimm Tales. Grimm's, like them, Grimm's Tales. Yeah. Um, but uh, later developed yes. into more sanitised versions. Versions. Yeah. A uh, quick example, antagonists um, often changed over the years from being uh, the biologic biological mothers uh, into what? Step, stepmothers. Yes, evil mothers. Stepmothers. We've all got one of them, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's look at Little Red Riding Hood as an example. Okay. Do you follow? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. far. All right. So, a little girl is sent by her mother to visit her sick grandmother. Is she not? Yes. What, what's in the basket? Baby. Chris. A baby? Baby. So she's taking a, a baby to baby. grandmother. Grandmother. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what's in the basket? A human head. No, not a human head. So, um, in the original story... Tell us what, what's in the box. Oh, the original. Sorry. Yeah. So, in, in the original story, um, it was... Uh, wine. No, it wasn't apples, was it? Maybe. Can I tell you? Are you listening? Okay, now. In, in the original... A, a, a bag oh. of toffee and a toffee hammer. Bloody hell. Can you just listen for once? Yeah, listening. Okay. Um, in the original story, it was wine and cake uh, because everybody knows that old people, if they're sick, they, they want a good hard drink, don't they? To get them better. Yeah. Yeah. Tonic wine. Tonic wine, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, in later versions, that changed to cookies, something like that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's fast forward mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the end of Little Red Riding Hood, lads. So we have Little Red Riding Hood, yeah, the big bad wolf, grandmother, and a woodcutter. Do we not? We do. What What happens at the end, Chris, of Little Red Riding Hood? Woodcutter yeah. kills the grandma. Okay. Is that the Grimsby version, is it? Yep. Okay. That's right, I think. Tom? Doesn't, isn't there some pigs? No and they're blowing, blowing the, That's blowing the house. Riding. Oh, for goodness sake. No, no. Um, Right, you're not doing this properly, but whatever. Um, so a woodcutter in the French version comes to the rescue with an axe and cuts open the sleeping wolf. Um, little Red Riding Hood and her grandmother emerge shaken but unharmed. Then they fill the wolf's body with stones. What? The wolf awakens and attempts to flee, uh, but the stones cause him to collapse and die. A bit dark, isn't it? A bit dark, that, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, in, in later versions, um, the wolf and the grandmother, they get off with each other. Sexy. Yeah, a bit, yeah. Or, or, but, or uh, the wolf, just, yeah, go on. The wolf the wolf eats the grandmother, though, in all, all variations of this, don't well, actually, well, actually, in the original story, um, it ends with all the better to eat you with. And then he eats Little Red Riding Hood, and that's the end. And then you know, oh. the, le- the lesson of strange danger is strongly learned. Uh, last one, Snow White. You- you're aware of the tale, aren't you? Chris? Is this, she has the slipper. No, that's Cinderella, mate. Snow yeah. White. Oh, uh, in the mirror. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, jealous stepmother sends some bloke to kill Snow White. Um, in the original tale, right? She asked the killer to murder Snow White and to bring back as proof her lungs and liver as proof of death, which she was then going to eat. Wow, wow. I mean, that's quite a lot for little kids in this 18th century to take in, isn't it, really? Kids would suffer in the old days. Uh, it's, pre- it's, pretty, it's pretty awful, whichever way you look at it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, later versions changed the lungs and liver to a heart, 
and omitted the cannibalism. Bit of shame for the bit of a shame that I thought. Yeah. It's still, yeah. Good, still yes, still, still removing them internal organs. It's still incredibly bleak. She could live without the other ones, but not her heart. No. Yes, it's integral, isn't it? To well, a number of things, really. Yeah. Anyway, uh, seven dwarves help her. Stepmother poisons her with an apple. Bloody blah, blah. Oh, they piss me off. Do you don't like them? Don't like apples. <laughs> no. The seven dwarves piss you off. Yeah. They don't, they don't need them in this story. No, they were a later edition, actually, Chris. They don't yeah. do anything, do they? Just piss Not about. Really. They're just a bit of a comic interlude, I think, really. Yeah. Get up, get rid. I don't even know their names. Snowy. Oh, oh yeah. Sloppy. Uh, Rudolph. Yeah. yeah. Just fuck off. Anyway, she's awoken by the kiss of a passing prince. Uh, but what becomes of the stepmother at the end, Chris? Um, I have no idea. She turns to dust or something. No. It melts. No. No. Um, the prince forces her to wear a pair of red-hot iron slippers and makes her dance to her death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Funny things they did back then, isn't it, in the old days? Like, yeah. It really did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, so it seems that, you know, uh, stories for kids in the old days were all about punishment and suffering. Uh, but now they're all about forgiveness and happy endings, aren't they? They should bring that punishment back for certain <laughs> yeah. crimes. Yeah. Like embezzlement. Yeah. You like a happy ending, don't you, Chris? As long as it's nice and sanitised. Absolutely. Right. And no dwarfs. Have you ever written a letter to your brother? Have you ever foraged for mushrooms in the forest? And how do you feel about the seven dwarves? Get in touch with the show. You can find the details. How to in the pod description. That's all for today. Goodbye.